guys, gals, non-binary pals. This is an epic motherfucking episode of the Up at Dawn podcast. And what makes it so epic, you might ask? And to which I would respond, what makes it epic is because back, I'd say, at the end of May, I interviewed one half of the amazing, fantastic, just mind-blowing duo behind King Falls AM, one of the best goddamn motherfucking podcasts out there in audio drama today. So, I interviewed Mr. Kyle Brown, who is a magician who might be a wizard. He might have gone to Hogwarts. I cannot confirm or deny that he went to Hogwarts um, for high school. And, you know, just between you and me, I kind of wanted to sing that song from Beaches. You know, the song that goes, Have I ever told you you're my hero? You know, that one. And then, like, do the high notes, too. But then I, you know, I was kind of scared that that if I were to break out into that song, that he would just, like, stare at me in shock and that he would have ended his his side of the Zoom call and then I never would have heard from him ever, 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 ever again. So I didn't sing that, but if he's listening, which he probably is not, but if he is, you are my fucking hero, you are a goddamn maverick, and that's all there is to that. So... Um, this is going to be a kind of a long intro because I have, uh, a couple things to go over. First off, um, there, there is a little bit of a content warning with this episode. We did kind of delve into some, eh, I don't want to say dark topics, but some topics that might not be kosher with everybody. So, you know, if you have a thing against dark topics, this, this may not be, the podcast for you. I mean, it's it's not long-winded or anything like that, but, you know, we, we do talk about some, some past stuff, some past drama. And um, and to all my fellow KFAM fans out there, of which there are many, I am sure, uh, there are absolutely no motherfucking spoilers. There are none. Absolutely none. I was, you know, I was thinking to myself... Kind of like, you know, thinking about the song from Beaches. I was I was thinking to myself, maybe I could bribe Kyle by naming my firstborn adopted daughter Kyle and see if he would tell me anything. But um, seeing as how I'm not going to adopt a kid anytime soon and seeing how, as how Kyle uh, plays things close to the chest... Um, I, I kind of threw, tossed that idea out the window <laughs> shortly after I thought of it. <laughs> so, so if you're looking for future, if you're looking for spoilers about, you know, what's going to be going on with KFAM in the future, you will not find them here. I am sorry. I truly am. But there isn't any. And that's just how that rolls, motherfuckers. Um, it ran about an hour. And, um, aside from me deleting my hysterical fangirl laughter at the beginning, as well as, um, kind of like the tail end of a conversation where he and I just bullshitted for another 10 minutes, 
um, deleting that section. Uh, I didn't delete anything. It's it's uncut pretty much from there. It's 55 minutes long, so uh, I hope you assholes enjoy. And I say that with much love from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope you're staying safe, washing your hands, etc. And with that, the interview. And I gotta say, that is a shit ton of collectibles you have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in the middle of upheaval, so if you see some some stuff sideways and, and not in a nice, pretty fashion, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, like I was saying, I do have uh, some questions. Um, cool. Nothing too crazy or out there. Nothing, nothing salacious? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nope, nope, none of those. Cool. Uh, at least not yeah, today. Yeah, I mean, um, look, look, it'll be a nice, cool conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so actually, how's your how's your show doing? Is it doing uh, well? <laughs> I mean, it's it's all right. It's not bad. Um, I think I think I need to find like a direction to take it into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I, I kind of pictured it as just being, you know, something to just kind of pour my time into while this bullshit was going yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. And now it's like, oh, well, I can actually, like, talk about different topics and, like, um, fuck. Um, like, this week I'm talking about... Um, like different humanitarian organizations that are um that are fighting the coronavirus and then yeah, that's awesome yeah and then like next week i'm going to be talking about um you know how come people think that the 600 dollars federal unemployment uh package is a bunch of bullshit when it's a larger issue than right than that you know, so, so I, I kind of see it as transforming from what I originally had planned it being into something into like, not a whole different type of monster, but just something with a different vibe to it, I guess. That's awesome. You know, oh, go ahead. you just, no, no, no. Just, you know, like you're saying, have that direction and just yeah. take it there. I mean, look, look at what we were able to do with make believe, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they were just conversations and it, it it's a little different because you're just kind of yourself, you're talking head. You're not able to bounce it back and forth for those different yeah. perspectives, but you can still give your perspective, yeah. you know, and that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I do have, uh, actually, um, shit. Uh, Katie on Twitter actually asked me a question that she wanted me to ask you. Sure. Um, uh, she was wondering. Are we if, are we going right now? Are we recording? I mean, if you if you want to. Oh yeah, no, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought we were just um, talking. <laughs> we can shoot the shit too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she was wondering how, 
like how do you think past Kyle would have reacted if you told him that King Falls would grow would just grow to be this massive thing that have, has like touched so many people's lives yeah I mean even in the planning stages of what King Falls was going to be and, and, and talking about it being a podcast and us knowing nothing about podcasting we never would have dreamed that it would have blown up and you know we're it's close to 15 million listens, which is, which is mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking awesome. Is it's, what it is. But, but more importantly than, than how many listens it is, it's the, the fact that like, you know, my entire life, all I wanted to do was tell stories for myself and for other people. And the yeah. fact that the fact that it like, there's, there's people, there's characters, there's issues in that show that matter so much to other people. That's, I mean, that's the dream come true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Anybody Absolutely. who said they started writing for the for the paychecks probably didn't want to be a writer. You yeah. know what I mean? It was just something that they were just doing for the day. Yeah, to, 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 get, to get what they wanted out of life. And, and, yeah. and the money was never about it, you know, yeah. for King Falls AM. It was just about being able to tell a story. And not just King Falls AM, but the stuff we did before that and the stuff that will come after that. It's about telling a story that resonates. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it creates in the in the simplest form, it creates a community. Yeah. You know? E even if it even if we're not talking about like the King Falls AM community, which is the best online community I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because we're part of it. Yeah. But like just the love and the support in that community is what gets built if you like a book or if you like a TV show or if you like a movie. It's yeah. just not all jammed together. But it's so cool that it's jammed together and that we can actually physically see a group and you know it's just it's, it's breathtaking honestly and you know kind of building off of that um i'm not gonna bullshit you <laughs> but like this community around this goddamn motherfucking epic podcast is like it's like the most exciting thing that i've seen since like harry potter like that, just the podcast a, that's itself. That's amazing. And like, holy shit! Like, like, man, just like when I first started listening to it, I'm like, hmm, this is this is all right. And then like, when I was getting, you know, mid mid forties, fifties, I was like, damn, this this shit is good. It's taking a turn. It's taking a turn. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this shit is good. And then of course I heard about the make believe show, and and man, like that just like like it hit me like I, I i could tell you guys are like good guys and then the make-believe show just kind of like drove that fucking home and it definitely it definitely hit hit some things uh with me personally uh especially episode six uh <laughs> which one was that which one was episode six uh loss yeah yeah, yeah. so uh i could definitely resonate with how you and Eric uh grew up um same you know <laughs> and yeah. I was just like shit you know these guys are are resilient and they fucking grew to like to like do their own thing and I thought that was like fucking amazing I thought that well, was that, I, amazing. that that goes back to kind of what we're talking about there about the community yeah you know people don't talk about 
in the in the case of that episode people don't talk about things like that openly no they don't it's something it's something that you share at 2 a.m with your best friends on your couch it's something that you that, <laughs> yeah. that's said in whispers you know what i mean so not that we were trying to create a community around loss or that type of that type of how people have lived but also it's a conversation that needs to be had and needs to be had more openly because there's a lot of us there's a lot true. of us you know and, and it's not fucking true the, the the whole thing about make believe which you know getting to sit in a room with your best friends and to talk about either real issues or talk about just shooting the breeze you know what i mean that was yeah. probably some of the best times i've ever had in front of a microphone because it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're in front of a microphone you're not you're not you know those things aren't written for you those things aren't you know they're you and you're getting to share that with not only your friends but you're getting to share that with the friends you've created in this community yeah you know absolutely um, but th thank you so much thank you so much for that um you know the make-believe show is, is super near and dear to my heart and, yeah i mean you know i mean kind of like i was referencing the video like you don't hear grown-ass men talking about certain aspects of their childhood like you guys did and i th i think that took quite a lot of fucking balls on your guys' part because <laughs> you don't you don't fucking hear it you don't hear it and well and, i mean people it, here's the thing you know? it's not it's not it's not just it's it's people are ashamed of that sort of thing they they yeah it, it's an internalized shame where you're like i've done something wrong to deserve this so you don't talk about it you're not you're not singing that from the hills because it's not fun it's not something you would instagram you know what yeah. i mean but there's still conversations you should be having you have to have because you have to create a commonality you know there's yeah. the, the whole reason that make believe was started was to to bring people together to have conversations that brought people together you and i don't have to have the same opinions on things we don't have to have the same upbringing we don't have to have the same things ingrained into us but we can still have a great conversation about it and not be at one another's throats about things which is you know the discord discord not the not the app but discord in general is <laughs> so black and white now it's so politicized it's so we're all playing yeah. you're playing for the red team i'm playing for the blue team and there's no you're right i'm wrong there's no gray there's no in between and that's not the way this is one that's not the way hearts and minds are changed yeah i feel that i feel that for sure especially especially in like the current context of you know the the riots or protests going on um you it's know and it's and it's horrible i mean you know and at the, you know it's I, heartbreaking and you see you know coming at it from from my perspective i had a conversation with one of my best friends about this who, who is a person of color and you know she literally told me she's like i'm interested in what your perspective is because i don't get to talk about this with my white friends my white friends kind of just ignore it yeah you know and that again is something that can't be done if you have a voice you should be using your voice to sing praises of not only the things you like and you love but also about things that aren't right because yeah. what else do you have a voice for you know and yeah, but exactly. it's just it's just it is heartbreaking but it is far from the first time and sadly it's far from the last time but like there just has to be systemic changes to, oh, absolutely. to make this stop, you know, and, and like, I don't, I don't know what's going to make it stop, but it, it but it has to stop. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see.
<laughs> Back to the list. Back, Back to the to list. The list. <laughs> um, have you been able to pick up any new hobbies uh, during this pandemic? Uh, yeah. And do you think you'll continue with them if and when it dies down? And hopefully, God help me, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truthfully, I, I've had a I've had a rough rough time during the pandemic uh creatively speaking um just the thought of of trying to be creative and and when you know it's so funny because when this first started you'd see people like tweeting and you'd see people like putting out like oh my god i'm stuck at home with nothing else to do this is the perfect time to finish that book or to do that podcast (laughs) or to whatever but i'm also not not the type of person like i don't have to have perfect settings to write don't get me wrong yeah. But I also don't want to feel like the world is ending every two days and it's just crushing in on me to be creative. But but with that said, to answer your actual question, um, last week I started a project um, that's on my own creatively and like I'm kind of in love with it. I, I, nice. I've been, I think I've talked about my process before, but I have like a, you know, I always like, everybody always has their phone with them, right? Yeah. So, so anytime I have an, an idea, whether it be King Falls or whether it be whatever, I'll just start a note and just tap it out. And it's so yeah. funny because I'll be, you know, we could be driving in the car before, you know, the end times. And like, <laughs> I'll, I'll like, at a stoplight, I'll be like, oh, can you type this down for me? Can you type this for me? Can, and let me type this real quick, that sort of thing. Because it's just like a fleeting <laughs> idea or a line or something that you don't want to lose. And like last weekend, I've been taking notes on this one specific thing for almost two years. Oh, wow. Almost two years. And it's always just been a note form. And I'm like, why not? Why why not just jump into it? You know what I mean? Because I, I do feel a little bit better creatively. I don't feel better about the pandemic at all, but I do feel like it's not weighing in on me as much. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's try something. Let's start this. So I do hope I did start it last week. I do hope to continue it. Nice. Um, but so far, it's it's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Because I gotta say, man, your your writing is fucking top. <laughs> it's it's up there. <laughs> it's fucking top notch. Well, I mean, I mean, it it God doesn't damn. it doesn't hurt that you know it takes a village to make King Falls. So yeah, it, you know the the word the words are one thing, the the sounds another thing. But like realistically, it's the actors that are that are literally doing the heavy lifting and bringing this stuff to life. For real and goddamn, what a group! <laughs> yeah, what a group! We've been extremely um, lucky. No doubt. Um, do, 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 do. Okay. Oh. Uh, so you stated uh, in episodes of Beyond the Falls that your primary reason for voicing Sammy was that um, somebody had to be in the room while voice actors were doing their doing their thing. Uh, if you could do, if you could, if you could just restart Beyond, um, if you could start King Falls AM from the beginning. Would you still choose to voice Sammy? And no, certainly not. There, there, there are so there are so many <laughs> talented actors in our midst that could do so much more with what Sammy is given. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if it were up to me, look, I, as a kid, I always loved like Trent and I have kind of talked about, it, but I always loved like trying to mimic <laughs> the TV or mimic what I heard or yeah. or go around just making making up voices, making up characters and stuff. Uh, in my senior year, I literally just kind of checked out of actually doing work and just wanted to entertain my friends. So I would just create characters for different classes. Um, <laughs> so like, I would definitely want to voice something, you know what I mean? I, I do yeah. have that in me to want to do voice acting, but it wouldn't be 
the 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 co-star of the damn show you know what i mean there, there's so <laughs> many people that, you know, if we could find another noah and have you know yeah. Noah, J- Noah, the Noah James be Ben Arnold, and have another <laughs> Noah with someone like Noah's talent be Sammy Stevens. That would be the way to go for sure. Oh wow! Okay, okay. <laughs> but I definitely probably would play a bad guy because man, it's just so much fun. Ah, uh, see, I I totally like. I don't get that vibe from you. Like I, <laughs> I, well, I, well, I, I try to not be a bad guy, but I definitely want <laughs> to play a bad guy. Um. And and kind of like speaking about voice actors, who plays Kurt McGirt? I need to know. Is it you? The Kurt voice McGirt. is Kurt McGirt. That's the binge syringe? Yeah. That was one of Eric's friends. I think he used to work with him uh, in visual oh, effects and stuff. Damn. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I hate this guy. I don't actually know the dude's name. I only met him one time, literally, for that 15-minute <laughs> session. But he killed it. He did. And I, and I was wondering if it was you because, like... No. I, I heard like certain inflections and I'm like, okay, that might, that might be Kyle, but it also kind of sounds like Trent and I couldn't tell. I'm like, who the hell is that guy? It'd be like, yeah, you no, was he... like just a flat affect in some, oh man, it was driving me nuts. Yeah, no, that, that was one of Eric's friends and a super talented dude. He actually, I, I think he listened to the show and told Eric like, Hey, I, I, you know, I, I'd like to, if you ever want to do something, I'd love to, you know, play a part. Um, so, but yeah, very great. Awesome dude. He, he knocked it out of the park. The, the, the bench range is still one of my favorite commercials that's, in the whole damn thing. That's fucking cool. And it's funny too. Like I could just picture that being sold at like your local Walgreens. Yeah, I <laughs> know. When, you, like when you think about it, I, I instantly flash back to like those, like, chia pet clapper commercials that you'd <laughs> yes. see back in the late 80s early 90s oh christ yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i was wondering uh no we had we had spoken about uh you know the make-believe show and and people's pasts and stuff do you feel like those experiences have colored um your characters or how how the characters oh. have been written in any way or they they have to you know what yeah. i mean if you're writing something do you write don um i do a little a little cool a cool. little <laughs> i mean if you me too i do a little um <laughs> if you if you write you have to write truthfully now that doesn't mean that the fiction that you're creating happened but there yeah. has to be truth in it you have to have a kernel or a nugget of truth so you have to get that somewhere you have to whether yeah. it's in you or in something you've experienced or you're pulling it from people you know and, and creating a, you know, almigation or I don't even know that's the right word for it. But if you're, if you're just combining things that you know to make a truth, you still have to have a truth in that. Yeah. You know, because people aren't going to resonate with it if it's not. If it's something that could not happen, would not happen, isn't a real person, isn't a real trait that real people would have, you're never going to, you're never going to connect. You know, yeah. and that doesn't have to be the only thing. You can have that truth and you can layer it with tons of comedy or pain or drama or bullshit, but you have to have that nugget of truth. So there's literally pieces of us and everything that we do, you know. Yeah, for sure. There has to be. There has to be. Yeah. I don't know of another way. If there is another way, good luck to them. I don't know of another way. Yeah, like... I don't, I don't know about, um, about you personally, but like when I write, I tend to like, I don't know, like I mentally like, like I tend to write darker emotionally just because Mm -hmm. that's how I roll. 
but like um and i know i know i asked this on discord for beyond the false episode do you do you find that that's the case where you could have gone like either lighter emotionally or darker emotionally in an episode and you know for sure yeah no there's always you know it's not that there's never been any other than episode 100 that had to be like redone uh, yeah. in the draft and the draft portion but like there's always a there's always a point where you know you could be on a roll and you could be like let's say on page 18 so you're past you're in whatever the adventure is for that episode right you're yeah. in 18 20 and then there comes a point where you could take it one way and you're like does this episode need to be taken this way if it take if it goes this way what are the ramifications of the following episodes of the storylines of the characters so like i mean I, I say it quite often but like you know you want to build an engine that runs for you you know the first 12 episodes sure. of king falls am you know there there's a eric and i outlined it pretty pretty hardcore and then we went at it and wrote the episodes um, but it didn't feel like there was an engine there. It always felt like, okay, we're going to get in the car. We're going to crank it. We're going to try to make this what we want it to be. But exactly. after you've already created a world and characters that are living, you can feel them living. You can feel them breathing. And especially in the fact of, if you look at King Falls AM, it's every two weeks. So there's life in between it. It's yeah. not just a back-to-back -back continuation. It's not chapter to chapter, minute to minute. Um, so th there is breathing, there is living and breathing and things happen. And, and the, the reason things happen um, sometimes are off screen, are not seen. They're just talked about and that's yeah. the list of what happened, which helps us a lot as well. But you have to like, you have to build an engine. So a lot of the times when that engine is built, it's just going to run for you. And I'm, I'm just literally trying to catch up with them. You know, it, it's like they're alive. It's like they're doing their own thing and you're just putting it on paper so that it can be recorded if that makes sense for sure and, and i think you know it's not always like that in writing i've written stuff that i don't like i've written stuff that i don't enjoy i've written stuff that i didn't get that feeling of and it always felt like i'm trying to push an agenda or trying to get this from point a to point b and it's not happening naturally but that's yeah. not the case for most of king falls it's it yeah. just it comes naturally because they're living and breathing characters and they're running wild yeah <laughs> like like my issue with writing is is that i is that i always i tend to start strong and then like i don't know where i'm going with it and then i just i can't for some reason the ending just eludes me and i just i leave like a shit ton of stuff half finished and it's like <laughs> ah <laughs> just keep at it you know what i mean uh, keep at it and maybe check maybe change the way you're, you know, th this new thing that I'm working on is, is based off of notes that I've been taking off and on for the past two years, two and a half years. So nice. like, try something new, try something different. If, if, if what you always try gets the same results, switch something up in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But definitely like tell your process. story. Everybody has a story to tell. Yeah. Okay. And maybe, maybe your process is, is, you know, you feel like your process is good, but then if you know, you start strong and it kind of peters out, Maybe there's try something different. You know what I mean? Yeah, Everybody has I, a story to tell. Cause like, I think your idea of, um, of like, you know, doing an outline. Um, I've kind of started doing that now for the, for the podcast, but you know, I never really considered doing that before for, for something I was just writing for shits and giggles. And maybe that's, maybe that's the way to go. Um, right. so I know I, that when I first started writing, like, feature scripts because that's what I started with yeah. um, there are times where I would have 
75% of my, an idea, but I didn't have the ending or I it got, or I did have the ending and I did have the beginning and it got lost a little in the middle in the second, you know, into the, yeah. in the second act going towards the third act. And I, but I didn't outline. I would just have these ideas and I would go when I started outlining things, especially from a, cause it's a little bit different to outline a podcast. Like realistically, you're not outlining a podcast, you're outlining an episode of a podcast that fits into a larger outline of what you actually want to accomplish, you know, yeah. whether it be in the end of a season, end of a story arc, et cetera. But like outlining for me for features, like once I actually started doing that, cause it's not fun, you know, that the writing, the writing is the fun part, you know, yeah. um, the, the, the planning of it is not fun. The, the planning <laughs> and the logistics of it is not fun. It's the work True. of it. Um, so, but once I actually started like doing the work of it, it got a lot easier. That's awesome. A lot easier. So, yeah, I mean, I'm a proponent of, look, Stephen King is my favorite author. You know? <laughs> he's damn um, good. Blem blemishes and all. He's my favorite author. And he, <laughs> he's just able to start and go willy nilly. And sometimes you never know that. And sometimes you yeah. would. You know what I mean? Sometimes you yeah, would. Yeah, for real. Um, so you just got to find what works for you, you know, but if it's, if you're not getting to the point you want it to be at, I'm not talking about in a professional sense, but just to make you happy. If you're not getting to the point to make you happy, figure out what you can change to get to that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. How's your work life balance been, um, uh, during the hiatus? <laughs> I'm not going to ask any huge questions. Um, uh, do you, uh, are you able to find time to just like chill, just relax? Uh, do you foresee, yes. do you foresee some changes becoming permanent um, with everything going on, i.e. more people working from home, et cetera? It's interesting, like work-wise, um, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to work from home even before yeah even before California and Los Angeles did the shelter at home, like I've been home since Friday, March 13th. Um, I went into work that morning and they're like, Hey, go home. We'll talk about it more next week. You know, do what you can uh, with your emails and stuff, but like go home. And that's turned into nearly all of our workforce being able to work at home. And, and like, there's, there's times where I'm extremely worried because I work in the uh, kind of the award screener business Oh, if you wow. will, for studios. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and there's a lot of changes. I, I'm sure if you follow any kind of entertainment news, you can see that people are going digital instead of physical. Um, and there's a lot of changes in that. And I, I have high anxiety anyway, so that worries me. But I've been lucky enough to be able to work from home since the beginning of this thing. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, I, I work long hours during award season anyways. And I miss dinners. And I miss getting to see the family. So yeah. while I'm still working long hours and it's very different because I'm able to work from home with it, I get to have lunch with my family every day. That's cool. You know what I mean? I get to say, hey, I'm going to take a break here and I'm going to go play, you know, stuffed animals with my son or I'm going to go play Animal Crossing <laughs> with my daughter. Um, so while it is weird and it, there's a big change to it, I, you know, it, I, I've had worse. I've had worse. I've worked, you know, I've done 16 hour days times seven, you know, for four Ugh. months on end at times, you know what I mean? Like I, I've had times where I just don't see my family. So the, and family is everything to me. So the fact that I can have lunch with them every day, or I can see them if I just, if things are getting too stressed, I can walk out of yep. where I, wherever I've sequestered myself and go talk to my wife or go see the kids. 
um, that helps. And, and it's interesting because our, our, the company I work for, not to bore you with this, but the company I work for, we, we have town hall meetings every week or every two weeks. And we just had one yesterday and our CEO was talking about, you know, there, there's going to be a world where more people are working from home, more people aren't going to see the office again. Um, and like, I'm not angry at that. If, if, you know, if I do get, if I get to stay home, and continue to be as productive as I've been. Cause I honestly feel like people might be a little more productive at home because you're proving something. Yeah. Especially in these times you're proving your worth to the company to say, Hey, please don't furlough me. Please don't get rid of me. Um, so I don't know. It, it, it's a very interesting work life dynamic because it feels like it never stops, but obviously yeah. it does. Yeah, it's just, I've, you're not able to take yourself out of that setting, you know? <laughs> yeah. I've, I found the same, the same thing because I actually had a, a little bit of a scare when this first started up, up here in Maine where, um, where somebody that I was working with had come in contact with somebody that might've come in contact, Mm -hmm. you know, that whole thing. The contact tracing of it all. Yeah. The contact tracing of it. So they were like, Oh, well, you know, you're at home for two weeks. And I'm like, Oh, fantastic. And, um, cause at the time I worked in, um, community mental health so Mm. it was an interesting switch that they made from um you know working in the community with a client to um to telehealth and so it was using zoom it was using you know other other um you know video do you find it's as it's as effective um well to be honest, no. Um, yeah. Because, like, I went from, oh my God, I went from like 30, close to 38 hours a week to six. Wow. And a lot of it was, a lot of it was because um, the way our scheduling works is that, you know, you're with, you're with somebody for like maybe three or four hours a day. And you're taking them out, you know, going out and about to like Wally World or Target or somewhere. And, you know, out in the community, they may have, you know, they may get escalated. They may, you know, start to have a panic attack. They may start to, you know, have an anxiety attack or something. And you're basically helping them to work through it you know, as opposed to in a live setting. Yeah. In a live setting, you're you're handling a situation as it arises in a live setting. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, as opposed to, you know, giving them a call on zoom and just shooting the shit with them for like an hour and being like, Oh, Hey, what's up? (laughs) You know? Um, but thankfully I, I totally get that. So it's, it's been, it's been strange. Um, but I just started a new job, so I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to well, be good luck. in social work clinician. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Good. Good luck. <laughs> I'm going to need it. <laughs> um, so, uh, how are your, uh, what are your thoughts about how your governor's handling, um, uh, the pandemic? and um just current events i mean for the pandemic um you know i I hate to make it political after just talking about things don't have to be political but uh 
but yeah, the fact that I live in a, a, a very liberal state, um, I think helped them roll things out a little bit quicker with less resistance. Yeah. Um, you know, the shelter at home for Los Angeles County, I want to say is still in place until mid June, maybe the end of June. And yeah. like, yeah. I'll be honest with you. That's what I want to see. Like, do I miss seeing my friends? Of course I do. Do I miss going out and going to the beach or going to the, you know, to the desert or the forest? Of course I do. Do I miss like everything else everybody else is missing? Of course I do. It sucks to be at home, even though home is where the heart is and home is where all my shit is. It sucks <laughs> to be here all the fucking time. But with that said, I would rather do this and make it to where we are giving ourselves the best possible shot Absolutely. at beating this thing, at, at curving this thing, than to just like take it half ass, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I think I've talked about this a, a little bit in other places, but like most of my friends on social media, like Facebook, which I try to stay away from, so Facebook is trash. Let me just say, it is. my God, <laughs> it is fucking my trash. God. Um, <laughs> But I, but I try to stay away from Facebook, but like if I jump on Facebook, like everybody I've grown up with and went to school with and worked with, they're all Florida people. And that's not a knock on Florida people, but Florida is very much a Republican state and yes. their governor is a piece of shit, let me just say. And they've, <laughs> they've, not, they've not taken it seriously in, 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 at yeah. all, you know what I mean? And I worry. It makes me worry. It brings my anxiety up. So I, I feel I'm, I feel lucky to to be in a place where I'm not having to deal with that because I definitely would have had I not came out here. But I also worry about the people that I care about that are still there dealing with that, you know, yeah, and dealing with the effects of that. But I do think that I do think that California has handled it, especially Los Angeles and San Francisco, very well. Um, and hopefully that's helped. It seems like it's helped, but you just you know with, with the you just hit with news all day long whether it be yeah. true whether it be truth or whether it be skewed or sensationalized so you just don't ever really know you know what i mean yeah. but i want i want as many people home and safe as possible you know if you can do it stay at home you know um but yeah i think that i think that's been handled as well as possible about the current state of affairs i mean we're we're having this conversation i don't know when you're going to air this conversation we're having this conversation at the end of may in the past week the past month um god it's been fucking devastating you know it, it starts out with you know the murder the, the tracking down and the murder in georgia you know of a black man jogging um and videotaped murder and that and then now we're, we're dealing with the, the 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 stuff in minneapolis it's just and and, and not only that but like it's combined with the weight of the world it's combined with the pandemic it's combined with a president that doesn't give a fuck about you it's combined with you know 30 million people in unemployment 101,000 people deaths from covid in the united states alone and it's like it's like how how does this get better how will it get better but you know what like the thing is it has to get better because there is let's say half the population of the United States, if not more than half the population of the United States that don't buy into this, that aren't racist, that, that do believe that black lives matter, that do believe that things can get better. Now, is it going to be the better that like we all hope and dream for? Probably not. You know what I mean? To, yeah, to, skew, exactly. political, to skew political again, you know, I'm extremely liberal and, and I, I'm, Bernie was my guy. He was my guy last last election. He was my guy yes. this election. Yes, Bernie. You know, I just, I, 
I believe in democratic socialism. You know what I mean? Um, that's just all there is to it. And I, again, it goes back to that sense of community. It's not what I can get. It's what we can all get working together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then as soon as you say that, you have people bring up Venezuela and it's like, oh, well, socialism doesn't work. And it's like, okay, well, that's, <laughs> that's a little bit different. That's more of a dictator funny, funny. under, you know what I mean? But like, to, get, to stay to, to stay out of the, the debate of it all is it going to be the socialist dream that I'm looking for that gets it better yeah. no they're gonna they're gonna they're taking a lot more cues from it that's for sure you know you know what I mean but it's not going to be yeah. Bernie Bernie's not going to be president in our in his lifetime in our lifetime um and that's a that's a hit but then you've got AOC. people like AO, AOC that maybe <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> Even though, even though her own party is trying to unseat her in her own, you know, uh, it, it's just, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to delve into it because it that's what it would be. <laughs> but like, the, th the thing about it is, is that we are going through scary fucking times. Yeah. Scary fucking times. And the only thing we can do is to try to be what we want to see in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sometimes that comes easy. Sometimes it has to be forced. Sometimes it ha you have to make yourself not get beat up by the news to not get downhearted and downtrodden with the news but to try to stay positive and try to persevere through it all um so do i believe they'll get better of course it, it has to get better because honestly with this administration with the things that are going on in the world it, it has to or you know what what else is there yeah um and i was gonna say too like I think it was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I was I was watching CNN, and and they were they had like um, you know people in various states and you know talking about how people were celebrating, and they were like, oh yeah, all up and down the East Coast, there are people not social distancing, not wearing masks because we just tend not to do that. <laughs> but in California, they were like. Yeah, we're taking this shit seriously. We don't want to get this. <laughs> no, but, e but even, yes, but even oh, then, yeah. but even then, there are. You know what I mean? Like when this thing first happened, every everybody was sheltering at home, and then like two weeks after everybody is sheltering at home, where it's still going on in the thick of it, it is in the midst of it. We have just yeah. started, and it's so vigilant. You see a bunch of people shoulder to shoulder in pictures at a fucking uh, at a fucking you know, flea market type situation, or you yeah. see them at the beach or you see them on the hiking trails, no masks all together now. And it's like, we're not doing it right either. It's not a East coast thing, a West coast thing. It's yeah. a, it's a mentality thing. You know what I mean? There are people that oh, are taking absolutely. this extremely seriously and there are people that are taking it not as seriously. There are people that are taking it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I don't want to inconvenience me. Um, and then there are people that don't believe that's happening, you know? Don't believe that's happening, which yep. <laughs> it, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind because look, we as a country have never agreed on anything. So how the fuck did we as a country create this thing that's happening? And then also, you know, the world follows suit. And also, you know, we've lost, you know, hundreds of thousands of lives, but you know, maybe it's, that was probably pneumonia. The flu, the, the flu takes as many people as COVID. Yes, in a fucking year, not in fucking 30 days, not in 60 days. Yeah, I've, um, I've had those arguments. <laughs> had those arguments myself, and I had to like, like, okay, Don, remember, you have a filter. <laughs> Use it. 
you know, but here's the thing. Here's the thing too, is that you're just not all, you're, you're not going to ever reach everybody. Yeah. There's going to be some people who just For don't sure. buy into what you are selling. Don't give a shit about what you're saying. Even if it benefits them to listen to that, you know what I mean? Um, and I've probably been in that boat a million times because I'm a hard headed asshole too. But with that <laughs> said, not when it comes to the health of my family, the health of the, the community Absolutely. around me, the health of the fucking, the city I live in. I'm like, come on, come on. Absolutely. Crazy times, man. It's crazy. True. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a very important question. Console or PC gamer and favorite game? Uh-oh. Okay, so what? I am very much a console gamer. I figured. I just... <laughs> I. You know what? I never had a setup as a kid that, not as a kid, but like as a teenager, um, that was good for, you know, a, a computer game. You know, I played The Sims when it when it hit. You know what I mean? And and my wife and daughter still play The Sims to this day. Um, <laughs> that I just it's there's something about you know I, I was a Nintendo kid and then I grew up into you know a Nintendo sure. teenager and then a PlayStation. You know what I mean? Like I just I just love gaming. Um, but with that said, it's 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 almost one thousand percent consoles. You know what I mean? I play a couple games on my phone as time killers. You know, um, yeah. but like it's all console gaming. But with that said, console gaming favorite game. Um, I always kind of have this canned answer of Fallout Three, just because I I love Fallout Three so much. I don't like to <laughs> I don't like to replay things. I don't like to rewatch things like instantly like binge wise like that's just who i am i like to experience it and just be like that was the experience yeah we're done you know i mean very few things i can just go back and revisit and revisit and revisit um but fallout 3 was a game that i could continue continually revisit and i loved it so much but with that said since the pandemic started i have been able to play a lot more games because there's a little bit more time at home where you have a little bit more downtime. Yeah. And I played Fallout. I'm I'm in the middle. I'm near the end of Fallout New Vegas. And I gotta tell you, I think Fallout New Vegas might unseat Fallout 3 for me. Oh wow. It's nice. pretty fucking crazy. Have you played any of the Fallouts or no? I I have not, and it's I don't know why I've held out for so long, because I'm sure I'm sure they're on Steam or on Origin. Oh, uh, for sure they are, for sure. And I've I've actually I used to be diehard, diehard console like you. Like I, I grew up with the, um, I had the 2600. That was the first console that I had. Um, and then I got <laughs> the Nintendo and it was kind of funny. Um, I think I was like seven or eight or maybe, maybe I was five. I don't know. And my dad was like, Oh, I'll, I'll hook that up for you. And I was just like, screw you. I'm not, I'm not waiting on you. <laughs> so I, I hooked it up myself and I started playing it. and he's like, Oh, I thought you were going to wait for me. I'm like, nah, I ain't waiting for you. So nah, I we it got business to attend to. Yeah. I had business. <laughs> I had serious fucking business with, with uh, super Mario brothers and, and duck hunt. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> so, but what killed my love for console was final fantasy 13. It just, okay. I don't know what did it. I was huge Final Fantasy fan. I love uh, SquareSoft or Square EA, whatever the hell they are now, Square Enix. But like, <laughs> but like as like when they released Final Fantasy Thirteen, I'm like, guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? To me? Was it just not good? I'm not familiar with the Final. I mean, I'm familiar with so, the Final Fantasy series. I just never played. Oh, just not, dude. just not good. My sister oh my loves gosh. them. Like my sister okay. lives and dies by them. So. so, so 
basically like anything up to 13 is just gold mm -hmm. um as far as like the straight you know the the main titles i haven't played any of like the side the side titles or anything like those final fantasy x 2 is is garbage it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of sexist because they have like this whole dress oh. system yeah it's it's garbage interesting and it was it was boring and um but final fantasy 13 was just dull it was just mm. it was too overbearing with the story it was just very linear which which a lot of people were pissed off at square at because yeah, it's, no, it's normally not yeah it's it's you're like so you're it was, doing your own so it was thing. on the rails then yeah and oh. i was just like no this no this is not good and so i i ended up switching to um to pc and so now i have like guild wars 2 and and black desert online and seven days to die which is oh i love seven days to die like oh it's just pretty wild stuff it's it's awesome it's awesome you know what? The only game that ever really got me on uh, on on computer is not a game that I mean it couldn't be played on console because it was literally just text based. But there was a and this is to get real nerdy here. There was a basically um, it was called Extreme Warfare Revenge, and it was a wrestling it was a wrestling booking game. So you ran a company. Uh, whatever company you wanted to run, whether it be your own or whether it be like a WWE, WCW, that sort of thing. Oh, that's and awesome. you literally handled all the contracts. This is so nerdy. You handled all the contracts <laughs> and like you handled all the feuds and you like handled all the booking of the matches and you had to deal with like their personal lives. Like it, it, it was so ridiculous, but that was, it, it got cool. me. Like it was in my world. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I played that thing pretty hardcore for like probably a year or so. This, 10 15 years ago it, it sounds um, like a wrestling choose your own adventure it you know it really was it really was <laughs> it, so it, but it, it was it was a good time i had a real good time with it but yeah it's been the only console thing other than like the sims and like the early 2000s that really got me but even then the sims i just wanted to build like a cool house and and a cool guy and live that life and then like you just get bored and it's like oh i'm gonna play this one and not cheat but then like you want that really cool thing so then you're gonna do the simoleon cheat and like <laughs> It's at a certain point you're just literally you're just experiencing life in a digital form instead of just life. So I'm like, nah, no, I, I gotta have some sort of adventure or something different that I that I can't do myself because I can't afford so, all the stuff that I want. <laughs> so speaking of wrestling, I do have a wrestling question for you. I am um, here for it. <laughs> right. uh, who do you think should be in the WWE Hall of Fame that isn't? And is there someone in the Hall of Fame that you think? shouldn't be in there that is oh you know what there's a ton of people in the wwe hall of fame that shouldn't be in there and this is not <laughs> me picking this is not me picking on anybody but like their whole celebrity wing look i get it you know what i mean like it's just marketing there's not even a yeah. physical fucking hall of fame you know yet i'm sure they'll build one in orlando at some point but like there's there's a lot of people that deserve to be in it and that just will never be i don't know if you you watched the uh, the show dark side of the ring have you watched that at all? I, I haven't, and I keep on meaning to, but it's like, ah. Their second, like season, their second season just ended. They're about 40 minutes long, and their second season ender was Owen Hart and, and Owen Hart's yes. death. And, and number one, heartbreaking all over again. But Owen Hart it would be my top choice of someone who should be in the Hall of Fame and is not. Yeah. Um, somebody who I think is a 
on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling and may never get into the WWE Hall of Fame now is Chris Jericho. Um, sure. You know. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, but but when it comes to like people that shouldn't be in it, let's just say the whole entire celebrity wing. I don't need Kid Rock and Donald Trump and fucking and <laughs> and, and, and a fucking Hall of Fame. Um, but when it comes down to wrestlers, like, look, I've been watching wrestling my entire life. Like some of my earliest memories of like when my grandfather had been wrestling, like when I played, even when I played GI Joes, I would get tired of like shooting and battles and I would just start wrestling with them. Like I had, I'm like, okay, that guy's going to be Sting and that guy's going to be Ric Flair and that guy's going to be Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Like I would just play wrestling period. Um, but like, I'll never knock somebody who goes and puts their life on the line. Cause that's what it is for, for other people's entertainment. Cause things can go so horribly wrong. If you're, if you don't know what you're doing, if your opponent doesn't know what you're doing, you know what I mean? Look at, look at draws in that situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'll never knock anybody, but there's plenty of people that should not be in a hall of fame. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Like I was kind of thinking about that question myself and <clears throat> I can't think of the wrestler's name. He was with the X and he was the, he was the beanpole dude. It wasn't, um, are you talking about X-Pac? Yes. X-Pac. So, like I literally didn't see him do anything. <laughs> and, and like the rest of the rest of DX. Yeah. I totally see it. I think personally, I think China should have gotten in. Yeah. Solo. I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad that they finally fucking inducted her because, she, I mean, it she, was so I, sad, yeah. and she fucking deserved it. So I am glad she really that, she, did. that she was inducted, um, even though it was part of DX. Right. But, I mean, but here's the thing too. Like, I think they worked with her sister for the licensing of it all, um, yeah. to to get her in there. And they're like, they're they're literally about to release the first China. Mattel figure ever oh, no for the, first China, the first China toy um, wow. in 20 years you know what I mean so those types of marketing deals are fantastic for the fans and everything but also maybe maybe be coming in as part of DX will get her a solo shot at some point you know who knows yeah, yeah exactly but yeah the toy is a coming <laughs> that's awesome I'll be right <laughs> um, uh, do you find that you have to get into a certain mindset before you record. Like, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. interesting. Um, with King Falls, there's usually like, you know, you get together with whatever, whatever group's recording that day. And there's like probably 20 or 30 minutes where it's just shooting the shit and catching up. Nice. And then you just jump right into it. Um, so it, it goes pretty easily. I mean, I, I kind of have a cheat sheet because, you know, you know, we wrote the damn thing you know so i know what's coming i know what's needed of it so it's not i don't have to get into it there's been plenty of times in the room where actors far better than i need a moment to get into a section of it um noah's done that quite a few times jess nurse has done that quite a few times trent has done it um just amazingly talented actors that we that we're so lucky to work with but like me generally i can just jump right into it um there i have uh not to break this news, but I had, I've done a couple of other shows while I was in quarantine over the past few weeks that'll be coming out over the summer or what, just little one-off shots, that sort of thing. And it's a completely different ball game. Like it's still pretty cool though, man. Jesus. Like I do have, I do have to have a certain mindset going into it. Yeah. So because I don't have that cheat sheet. So maybe you're right. Maybe it is like you have to get yourself in sort of a zone of what you're going to be doing. Yeah. I, I think, I think it depends on, 
I, I definitely see that because I think it depends on friggin update. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, um, when I was, when I was younger, um, I used to troll pedophiles for fun. <laughs> okay. Random, you're like, okay. All right. All right. Don't want any of that. <laughs> story, story, no, story time. I, I got to hear this. Story time. <laughs> were, you, were you trying um, to, you were trying to dateline pedophiles yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I got two of them. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. This is breaking I, news right here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I was, I was in, um, I was getting my associates at the time and um just for shits and giggles like i did a paper on on sex offenders using the internet so mm. um so i had to i found that i was like i literally had to put myself into that mindset and i would like i would like have to rem have to remind myself okay don you can't type correctly all the time because <laughs> you're not you know 20 something you're 12 and wow. like you have to put yourself in a different mindset but um, you actually caught two you had two people caught for this yeah that is amazing yeah I, wow this um, is a weird story don't get me wrong but the fact that you actually <laughs> got two fucking people yeah that's I, amazing i actually um i actually friggin um oh christ i interned with the with the people behind to catch a predator wow yeah yeah, they're they're they were good people. They were good people. I'm friends with one of them still on Facebook. So, um, but yeah, then I was told to not do it. That's wild. No, I want to still do it, but like it just sounds. It just seems like it's so dangerous. You know what it, I mean? Like, well, yeah, I mean it was, but it was it was fun. <laughs> and well, like, I mean I the just, results are you're you're taking yeah. somebody that's fucking dangerous off the streets, and that's amazing. Yeah. Like, but like I just, it just seems like whoa. Holy shit. <laughs> like I just, you know, I just honestly I didn't give a shit. So I was just like, you know, and I think, you know, with the advent of technology, you know, technology grows by leaps and bounds. So like nowadays, I don't even think that, you know, people can 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 fake that stuff anymore. I think in the good old days with Yahoo chat, it was easy. But right. nowadays it, it can't happen. With, with, yeah. with people's lives being more on digital, digital anyways, you're, you're probably right. Yeah. And it was just, knows? it was, uh, it was good times, but, <laughs> um, so I do have like one more question. Please, please. We can shoot the shit. Um, and I was going to ask it to you in the vein of Stephen Colbert on the, on the Colbert report. Uh -huh. Um, <laughs> uh donnie j trump great president or greatest president <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know you just have to say great president right i don't know about greatest president because you know we may get some sort of fucking murderous rapist fucking traitorous oh wait i'm still talking about donnie j um yeah god <laughs> Maybe he is the best of all time. How can you beat that? Jesus. What a piece of shit. I'll be like, I'll, be like, I'll put you down for greatest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, man. You are, you are fucking classic as hell, man. I appreciate you. 
I, you know what? I appreciate you. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for inviting me over. Thank you. We should do this again sometime. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> I, I've learned so much about you now. Online, <laughs> online crusader. <laughs> You're like, okay, Dawn is a uh, strange one. So, <laughs> no. you know what? I, gra I gravitate towards the strange ones, but that, but it, <laughs> but was I shocked by that story? 100% for sure. So guys, gals, and non-binary pals, that was today's episode of Up at Dawn. I hope you enjoyed the interview as much as I enjoyed doing it. Um, Kyle is just an amazing motherfucking guy. And I just, I have all the respect in the world for that dude. So, um, <laughs> it actually kind of makes me want to, uh, to interview, uh, the rest of the gentlemen involved in, uh, the make-believe show, Mr. Trent Shumway, Eric Kimmelton, and the Noah James. But, um, those, those might have to wait a little while. Um, but then again, maybe not. So tossing it out there to any of those three gentlemen who probably aren't going to listen to this podcast, I'll have to annoy them on Twitter and see if they'd be willing to shoot the breeze with me for an interview. Um, also some news, uh, both Mr. Brown and Mr. Kimmelton have, uh, green lighted a King Falls AM fan podcast, um, basically going over, you know, all the episodes one by one and discussing them and shooting the shit about them. So look for that soonish. Um, probably not right off the bat because work and stuff and things and other stuff and things, but it'll, it'll be out there soonish. Um, anyways, uh, this has been myself and this has been another episode of Up at Dawn. I'll see you next time. Adios.